the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So I'm not a complete Tucker Carlson fan. I think sometimes uh, Tucker says things that uh, get him more clicks, more viewers, and uh, sometimes he goes a little bit over the top. I'd say I concur with Tucker's monologue about 70% of the time. Um, Sometimes I concur with the start of the monologue and not the middle or the end of the monologue. Uh, Sometimes a little too theatrical, although I trend toward being a little too theatrical at times as well. But last night, as I was watching Tucker's monologue, and he was talking about a story in NPR that essentially tells transgender activists to go get a gun and arm yourselves. You are under attack. As the monologue went on, uh, Tucker got into um, a restating of something I have told you many times about why I oppose the transgender ideology and why any Christian must oppose the transgender ideology. Why are some trans people so angry, and why do they seem to be mad specifically at traditional Christians? We can't think of any trans person who's ever been murdered by a pastor. As far as we know, that has never happened. So it's not an actual threat of violence from Christians that's inspiring some trans people to buy AR-15s. No, it's, it's got to be more fundamental than that, and it is. The trans movement is the mirror image of Christianity, and therefore its natural enemy. In Christianity, the price of admission is admitting that you're not God. Christians openly concede that they have no real power over anything, and for that matter, very little personal virtue. They will tell you to your face that they are sinful and helpless and basically absurd. They're not embarrassed about any of this. They brag about it. That saved a wretch like me, goes the most famous Christian hymn ever written in English. The trans movement takes the opposite view. Trans ideology claims dominion over nature itself. We can change the identity we were born with, they will tell you with wild-eyed certainty. Christians can never agree with this statement because these are powers they believe God alone possesses. That unwillingness to agree, that failure to acknowledge a trans person's dominion over nature, incites and enrages some in the trans community. People who believe they're God can't stand to be reminded that they're not. So Christianity and transgender orthodoxy are wholly incompatible theologies. They can never be reconciled. They are on a collision course with each other. One side is likely to draw blood before the other side. Yeah, and it's very obvious which side will draw blood before the other side because any authentic Christian is bound by Uh, The Ten Commandments, and one of the Ten Commandments is, of course, thou shalt not murder. That obviously is not anything that uh, the shooter in Nashville uh, internalized and lived out. I don't agree with everything Tucker said there. I don't at all think 
transgender ideology is the mirror image of Christianity. I think it's the exact opposite of Christianity. Uh, I don't think acknowledging your own sin makes you an absurd person. And he said that Christians are not embarrassed by their sinfulness. They brag about it. No, we are embarrassed by our sinfulness, but we are grateful that there's a cure for it and that Jesus provided that cure. But the incompatibility of the transgender ideology and the Christian faith uh, is 100% true. It is not possible. And I don't know, you'll show me, oh, look, there's a picture. I've got a picture here. There are pastors right in your own backyard, Bruce, who affirm transgenderism. Yeah. Um, the need for affirmation in the LGBTQ movement is a red flag for any person regarding anything in their life. If you must have affirmation, here's the difference. An LGBTQ activist, someone who is uh, immersed in the lie of transgenderism, is deeply offended, and in this case of the Nashville shooter, moved to murderous violence and rage by the lack of affirmation from someone or some organization. It's been said she did not target anyone specifically. I find it highly suspicious that one of her victims is the daughter of the pastor of that church. I find it highly suspicious that one of her victims is the head of that school where the shooter attended. Those seem like two very random, long-odds coincidences to me, and in tandem seem even longer-odds coincidences that she did not target the little girl, the daughter of the pastor, and the head of the school. Now, it's possible the head of the school doing what would be an as big an act of bravery as the police officers confronted the shooter, but that the head of school did not have uh, the armaments or the expertise uh, to disarm the shooter the way the police did. But this is the difference between the transgender ideology needing that constant affirmation. Got to have it. You got to, you got to affirm us. They need it from their, doctors, they need it from their parents, they need it from their friends, they need it. And if you don't give it, they will react, well, histrionically at best and violently at worst. Uh, Conversely, as a Bible-believing Christian, the only degree of anything that I feel when you reject Christianity is compassion and kindness toward you who are rejecting it, because I know what that sentences you to eternally, and I don't want that for you. As evil and vile and angry as you are, I don't want you to experience that. That is a complete 180 from the response of the transgender ideologues out there, and there are many of them, not just those who walk it out in the way that they confound their sex by the way they dress and the way they label themselves, but it's all over the media, and we have seen it play out ever since this school shooting. I have seen a host of ridiculous headlines. This one is in contention for the dumbest 
of all. It comes, of course, from NBC News. And the headline reads like this. Some on the right blame gender identity and not guns for the Nashville shooting. Well, I don't know a ton about the exact make and model of guns that the shooter used in Nashville, but I have not seen any reports that the guns walked in there on their own and did the killing. The story from NBC says that some conservatives have rushed to blame the massacre on the suspect's gender identity, connecting the tragedy to their national crusade against transgender rights. Uh, The so-called national crusade against transgender rights is merely an attempt legislatively and every other way to prevent interrupting the maturity of minor children with puberty blockers and drugs or mutilating them with gender reassignment surgery before they are of an age where they can make a responsible decision for themselves. There is no legislation out there, none asked for or advocated for, that would outlaw transgender surgeries for people who are adults. None. None. Yet the left says there is a crusade against transgender rights. No, there is, I hope, a successful movement to outlaw puberty blockers and other very desperate and consequential drugs for minor children that would permanently alter their DNA and permanently sterilize them. Yes, there is that movement. There is a movement to keep kids from cutting off healthy body parts, which if any doctor educated and licensed to do that would uh, get back in touch with their Hippocratic Oath, which is to do no harm, none of that would be available, but sadly it is available all throughout the country. So a little more from this story, which targets, among others, Ohio Senator J.D. Vance, who will join us at 1230 today. So we are about 45 minutes away from visiting with Ohio Senator J.D. Vance. He will join us. Uh, We will talk about the Nashville school shooting. Uh, We will talk about East Palestine, ban of TikTok, a lot of things I'd like to talk to J.D. about. Uh, He is, of course, in the crosshairs of the liberal media, which wants to make the Nashville school shooting about anything other than what it is about, which is the mental delusion of transgender ideology. Uh, The NBC News story stupidly headlined, Some on the right blame gender identity and not guns for the Nashville shooting, uh, says this. Senator J.D. Vance of Ohio, whose campaign last year focused in part on conservative cultural grievances said on Twitter that if a trans shooter targeted a Christian school, there needs to be a lot of soul-searching on the extreme left. Giving into these ideas isn't compassion. It's dangerous. Uh, boy, if that's the only thing NBC can find to disparage Christians and conservatives for saying that transgenderism needs to take a hard look at itself and what it is breeding if one of its converts 
goes into a Christian school and murders three adults and three kids, if that's all NBC can find, uh, then they're hanging an awful heavy weight on a very thin wire. Because I think that tweet is pretty down the middle. If a trans shooter targeted a Christian school, which they did, there needs to be a lot of soul-searching on the extreme left. Giving into these ideas isn't compassion. It's dangerous. I find not a word of that to be the least bit controversial. Because it isn't controversial. The transgender ideology is damaging. And the other thing about it that you see is when someone like, say, a Chloe Cole comes to their senses, outgrows their desire for approval and celebrity and clicks and all the other things that lure primarily girls into claiming they are men, once a person tries to leave that, the most vitriolic, hateful, angry people are the transgender people who now have one less person trapped in their mental illness cult to affirm their bad life choices. If it really was the transgender movement about living your authentic self, why do they become so angry and deranged when someone attempts to leave it and truly live to their authentic self. Uh, Trey Gowdy, Fox News, has been, um, like me, very emotional about this school shooting. Uh, I favor Governor DeWine's plan to put a police officer in every school in the state of Ohio. Uh, Trey Gowdy's willing to do that, but he offers the cautionary tale that that is not going to guarantee that you will fix the problem of school shootings. I think that there were law enforcement in Uvalde, Texas, uh, and that did not work out. I think there was law enforcement in the Parkland High School shooting, and that did not work out. So, uh, yeah, I, I used to think that having police officers, I still think it's a good idea to have them, but that is not a panacea. I, so, I mean, instead of having schools where uh, kids go to you know, a, a quasi-prison, how about we do something about a culture that requires us to have schools for kids to go to that look like prisons? I mean, I, I'd like to work on both. In the interim, make it absolutely safe to attend school since the law requires that you do so. On the other hand, we got to have some kind of conversation about what is wrong with the soul of this country that someone would kill a child. I, I, don't, I, I don't know the answer. I just know that we have a soul problem in addition to a violence problem in this country. The problem is we can't have that conversation because those on the left will not admit that transgenderism is a mental illness. It used to be classified as a mental illness by the American Psychiatric Association. It is no longer classified as a mental illness. It is a mental illness when you cannot believe what you see in front of you with the biology that God gave you at birth. Uh, that is a mental illness. Now, I've talked on this show this week several times about the National Opinion Research Center and Wall Street Journal poll that shows there's been a precipitous decline in Americans' emphasis on authentic religious faith and on patriotism. Uh, of all places, 
I read uh, an editorial and opinion piece today in USA Today that I thought, well, this will be an eye-rolling exercise in idiocy. Instead, I don't know who this writer is, never heard of her before, Ingrid Jacques, who makes some um, very salient points. She notes that when tragedies happen in this country, it is increasingly rare for horrible events to bring us together. Rather, they drive the wedge of intolerance ever deeper. The knee-jerk reaction is to blame those we see as the political opposition, even if they have nothing to do with one's indiv- one individual's heinous acts. Well, I would argue in this case, the transgender ideology had a lot to do with the individual's heinous acts. And if you want us not to think that, then release the manifesto so we can see it. I've been all over the map on this manifesto, thinking that it will only further radicalize people who believe, like this shooter did, that Christians are the enemy. But the fact that they won't release the manifesto, if this were a militia member who went into uh, an Islamic school and killed six people, do you think if there was... No investigation ongoing into whether the person had accomplices, which there isn't in this case. If the case were as open and shut as this one appears to be, do you think we wouldn't have the manifesto by now? You know we'd have it by now. The mainstream media would insist we have it by now. They don't want it now. They don't want it out there because they are afraid of what it will say. Continuing from the USA Today opinion piece. Ingrid Jocks writes, I think something more insidious is going on. It has to do with the erosion of common values we once held as a country. In 1998, when the Wall Street Journal first conducted this poll, the percentage of Americans who viewed patriotism as very important was 70%. Now it's 38%. Similarly, it was 62% of respondents said that religion was very important in 1998. Now it is only 39%. So... The fact that we've seen this precipitous drop, and by the way, when they break it down between Republicans and Democrats, the drop is almost all on the Democratic side of the aisle and not at all on the Republican side of the aisle, shows you the radicalization of the Democratic Party over the years. The Democratic Party is not the party of ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. That's JFK. It is certainly not the party of... You shouldn't just be given a government check. You should have to work for it. Welfare is workfare. That was Bill Clinton. We're less than a quarter century or about a quarter century from Bill Clinton being president. And look how far the Democratic Party has shifted. So we used to do things and we used to be able to disagree or we used to be able to come together because we did it for what? God and country. Now it's very difficult to do that when half the political ideology hates God and hates the country. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.